Hi guys, welcome to the motherfucking Last Set Podcast, episode 150, we made it baby! Oh yeah, that's it, 150. 150, alright, let's get these introductions going, starting with... Um, Callum, my name's Callum, third, fourth maybe time on the podcast, mm-hmm. um, obviously I've been on here a few times, but for those that don't know me, I knew Joe through uni, um, we all studied together except for Mark, who was at the uni, but not... You know, not a sports science gang. Um, so I've known Joe since then and um, he invited me on the podcast and I love coming back and just chewing the fat, spinning some banter around the table with the boys. Um, so hopefully I have some more fun today. My name is Mark. Uh, this isn't my, what, seventh, sixth or seventh time on here. Most appeared guest. <laughs> most, ap- most appearances, most guest appearances. Um, Someone actually asked me, is this, are you going to start the Mark and Joe show? And I'm like, hmm. He wants no, to. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I knew, like, as Callum said, through uni, I met um, Joe, Callum, I met through mutual friends, Brian, Brian Huang, shout out, Wing Ho Restaurant, <laughs> Rockingham, and Johnny, um, I knew of, but I hadn't met until recently. G'day, guys. My name's Johnny. Just like Callum, also studied with Joe as well. Uh, I've always sat behind Joe in uni class, saw his huge traps with his uh, stringlet <laughs> every day. So he's always infatuated me ever since. And I was really glad for him to invite me to be on this podcast. And it's really good to see him grow. Mm. Everyone was always man. really intrigued by Joe. Be like, who's this kid rocked up with several cans of Monster and <laughs> minimal clothing? I always work <laughs> talking about TNT or whatever. Yeah. Packing boxes. And look look where he is now, 150. That's where the, that was the fucking days, yeah, man. man. Like, yeah. um, who, I mean... I, I gotta, I gotta admit, I've done a lot of, th- I've done a few things so far in this life. I've been for a few jobs, done a few projects, but this is like the one project I'm, I'm generally most proud of, mm. because the fact that I've stayed with it for this long, I've had this much of a reward from it, and been able to get this far, it's just, it's been un- unbelievable. But you know, it's, I, I say this to everyone, like, um, I, every guest that comes on the show, including you guys. It's just as much as part of it as I am, mm. because for over a year now, it's just been a guest-only podcast, mm. and the Im- uh, and without the guests, this this podcast is almost pretty much nothing. Because otherwise, it was just me talking shit into the mic for about an hour. <laughs> I was gonna say it could just be you talking to yourself, but that's just like <laughs> that's just like a Monday through Friday morning in the shower. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> got this. Got this. Come on. Got to work. Work hard. Work hard. Work hard. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Self talk in the clay, mirror every morning. <laughs> Oh, cool. Oh, anyway, so let's kick this off, lads. Uh, first thing I just actually wanted to catch up with, uh, Johnny, how did that event, event go since the last time you spoke? Which one? There's the plenty of events. Oh, <laughs> uh, you mean Nats? Yes. Oh, wow, yeah. So it was a powerlifting competition mm-hmm. um, hosted by the GBC. So it's a federation called the Global Powerlifting Committee. And at Rich's Gym, we host pretty much the best competitions for that. And it was the Nationals. So as you imagine, Nationals, everyone from Australia comes to one place to compete and throw down. I was a part of day one and day two, and it was amazing. Seeing the feats of incredible young, old, male, female, crazy. I mean, I think the biggest one I saw was some guy trying to squat 370, and the bar just slipped and fell off his back. Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's Max. Yeah, Max Jones, and um, no one caught it. How can you catch 370 from about, let's say, 5'10", like 5'10", off the ground, yeah. And it was insane, man. But the thing is that, really um, kind of got me thinking and being really thankful over the weekend is just the unity of the sport and seeing everyone in one place and just cheering on is kind of what makes powerlifting real. Yeah, so it was really good, really good weekend. You, did you enter in the competition? No, I was, I was a platform official, so I got to wear a nice T-shirt with the word official on my back and making sure everyone was nice and safe and making sure the timings of each lift, um, safety was paramount and making sure it's just nice and smooth. I did go as a spectator. Um and it was nice to see Johnny had lots of authority up on the platform. It was, um, <laughs> wow, what a yeah. figure. Um, <laughs> oh, thanks, man. <laughs> but no, it was a really well-run event um, from every sort of aspect. Um, there wasn't anything I could pinpoint that I was like, oh, they maybe could have done, maybe the bathrooms. I did say to somebody, I was like, fuck, the bathrooms at Richie's are always a sham, but yeah. what are you going to do? Why, um, why are they so bad? Um, I think- uh, you Imagine like how many, how, how many lifters are there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of lifters, a lot of traffic in there, and there's a lot yeah. of business that happens in the bathroom, which I won't go into detail, like explosive diarrhea, all that stuff, <laughs> yeah, et cetera. Like, yeah. uh, 
you know, 40 plus competitors all dosing up on caffeine. Yeah, caffeine. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then plus spectators, <laughs> yeah. um, children as well. So people rushing in and out. So, yeah. But apart from that, look, yeah. awesome fucking event. Yeah. Everything went amazing from a spectator point of view. The energy in the gym was unreal. Um, and to watch some of these guys throw down. I think my favourite person to watch was um, Jaden. Yep, Jaden Bartlett. Yeah, yeah I insane. think kilos. He scored yeah, at 300 and like, something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wasn't your partner competing on the day? Uh, no, she pulled out sort of a few weeks out due to an injury. Yeah, oh, she was planning to. Hey. Yeah, she was yeah, planning yeah. to. Yeah. Um, but lower back, uh, soft tissue injury. So yeah. didn't go through with their prep, which was a smart choice um, from her. But uh, yeah, the, the men was yeah. super, super good to watch. I had a bowl. Mm. Mm. Yeah, uh, we really pride ourselves in production quality. So at Rich's gym, it's an events venue first and then our gym afterwards. So we're always focused on giving the best events ever for powerlifting in Australia. Uh, interesting. I think that's what the GPC president said something. He's like, this yeah. is the best, best Nats we've ever had. 32 years, the best one he's ever been to. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm blessed and lucky because I don't go to any other powerlifting events that yeah. aren't outside Rich's. I'd probably go to one and be like... Yeah, all right. This is this it's is different. Right. Like, what, yeah, are, we, it's what like are we riding around for? <laughs> Richie's everything's all right. Lift is ready. You're yeah. on the platform. Here's the countdown. Go, go, go. Yeah. The days don't really drag on. Even the novice days. I did one mm. last year. It was very structured, very catered to, um, and everybody. The instructions were clear, and everybody knew what was going, going on. Um, and obviously, the equipment there is top tier too. Yeah. So yeah. It, it really is triple yeah, A uh, powerlifting venue. That's crazy good. All right, and the next thing I wanted to catch up on is, uh, Mark, you were able to be the present. No, what we do? You got to give the award to the next guy at the YNF, or was it IFBB? What yeah, was it YNF. YNF was a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, pretty much I was just sort of like a backstage helper, um, getting all the athletes ready in the morning to go on stage, that kind of thing, finding athletes haven't checked in or have run away to the toilet, and it's like, you're up in, like, you're up in two minutes, man. You've got to be pumping up. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Um, and then in the afternoon... Um, wait, so wait, wait, Did you get in a shirt that said official? No, we <laughs> just wore like the black YNF t-shirts. YNF, step up your game. Oh, we'll, get, we'll get there, we'll get there. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, look, I got I got a backstage crew one from the pro legs. I won't lie, Mark, but that's okay. Oh, YNF, oh. YNF shirt, but... <laughs> we, got, we got a lanyard that said crew, so <laughs> I guess that counts for something. Mm. But um, yeah, and then the Arvo, we, um, I was presenting the medals and awards and that kind of thing. And it was it was definitely an, an enjoyable experience seeing everyone like put all their hard work together, walking out on stage. This time they had smoke coming out as they were walking out. Um, yeah, it was really fun to see from the sidelines rather than be on the stage this time. But definitely, motor it has lit like a sparked a fire um, to compete again. I was already I already wanted to compete again, but you know. It's, kind of, it's motivating seeing people do it. Yeah, why is that? We all have the same situation going on. Like, you go to one of those events and then you see other people doing it and then all of a sudden, fuck, you go, I mm. want to do that. I think it's something to do with the end product, too. Hey? Yeah. As humans, we also like, we always like seeing the end product, the shiny thing, and we always forget what it takes to get there. <laughs> when we're deep in the trenches, like, oh, crap, it's so hard. But then you always think about that end product, like, what can you achieve? What can you accomplish? And I think it's really good seeing that on stage and seeing the end product and being, okay, that could be me. So I think that's what kind of sparks me as well. Seeing all those huge lifts, um, the success, and sometimes, you know, the failures as well. So just the end product, I reckon, is a really sparkly thing. Mm. I think it depends on the individual and where they are in their training journey. Um, for a lot of people, like first-time competitors, they'll see that end product. Mm. Uh, and go, wow, that looks so good. Like that person, wow, unreal with the tan on and oh, the six pack. That's great. I want to look like that. Um, and that's a motivating factor for beginners and advanced people. Like, fuck yeah, I want to look. Mm. I can beat that look. Exactly. Um, another factor might be I want uh, how they photos. You can. They can relate to an individual, whether it's somebody they think they're polar opposite to, whether they think it's somebody that they are similar to, and. Um, can beat or can look like or they just relate to them and they go, hey, I might look like that if I go through a 16-week prep or if I pay more attention to my diet. Um, so there could be a factor of relatability too. And then depending on the individual, I think it's maybe a bit more prevalent for males is there's probably an aspect of, especially if they're more advanced, 
chasing the challenge, chasing the hunt, chasing mm-hmm. that hard work factor. If That's you've right. done it before, mm-hmm. like Mark, you probably you're in a massing phase now, and it's it's hard work because to stay structured. If you do mm-hmm. stay structured, but prep's a different beast. So, um, and not that I've done a full prep myself, but I've done diets of different degrees. Are you sure, man? Because lately you've been looking very dicey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I just polished up a mini cut um, and um, all or nothing. So things get things get fun. Um, but yeah, that might be that degree of if you've done it before or you know the hard work that it takes, there might be a degree of chasing the challenge and chasing a endeavour of physical difficulty um, to challenge yourself. I think we're sort of reversing out of woke culture as men mm. and yeah. rediscovering mm. the need to have challenges in our life, to have physical adversities or mental adversities or a combination of both. We, as men, we need those things. Um, so I think for, you know, whether it's, you know how hard a prepping for a powerlifting um, meet can be, you know how hard prepping for a bodybuilding show can be, is you go, all right, fuck yeah, I want that challenge. Mm. Mm. I want the hard work. I want that hustle. I want that grind um, for the self-growth that comes out of it. Um, and there might be a fourth variable that people look for is the competition side of it. Again, yeah. especially guys, you probably saw some people on Natty, um, on the national stage, Johnny, you're like, yeah, I could, I could beat them. Down um, right so that's probably down. a variable <laughs> for, for, for some people as well as to why we look at these <coughs> competitions as these meets and go, yeah, I might like to do that or I want to do that again. Interesting, interesting. Well, you just woke up an idea in my head when you talked about the whole woke culture and all that and how people are set and challenge. We're all aware of Andrew Tate. We've talked about him a few times on the podcast. He's my guy, bro. Just <laughs> disclaimer, I have very little experience. I don't pay attention to this. I literally don't know who he is. I've seen a few <laughs> clips. I just... I don't. I don't really know who he is. What he says. I know he's, oh. he seems like a bit of a knob. That's all I get. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. Well, he's like too extreme down one avenue. I think he's. Yeah. That's the only idea I have of him. Yeah. So if somebody could maybe explain him to me. Okay. So I'll break it down into the short version. So Andrew Tate. He's like he was a world champion, four-time world champion kickboxer. He was on a bunch of things, but then all of a sudden, I think it was like at the end of last year, he really started like popping off because he had created something called Hustlers University. And then he was having all these clips and he had all these views about women, about culture, society, all that sort of stuff. And a lot of it was pretty extreme stuff. But uh, it was kind of things that a lot of men needed to hear. And then he really, I just realized, did someone actually leave a phone in there? I thought that was yours. No, that's not. Someone actually leave a phone in there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mark, he just threw it in there. I just grabbed that real quick. Someone might come back in for that. Anyway, um, where was I? Yeah. Uh, Andrew Tay, and then he started, and then what happened was on Hustlers University, you can make money off. He taught, taught people how to make money off social media, mm. and one of the, and if you, of course Hustlers University is not it's not a pyramid scheme, <coughs> but it does have an affiliate program, so you get money. People sign up, so that's why people started making all these clips. <laughs> and that's when people came up with all this this whole idea of everything. Like we're gonna. That's how he got the idea of like, okay, this is what's gonna happen. This is what I'm gonna do. And then he got completely banned of social media, but mainly because a lot of the things they were say, they were accusing him of just weren't true. Mm. And then since now he's more famous than ever. Now my point I was just trying to get to is, uh, you guys been he- hearing about what's happening at Twitter? Elon mm. Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah, of course, motherfucker. He brought in a sink to yep. uh, yeah, head Twitter headquarters let saying let that sink in. Yep. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> told me about this, and I was like, I'm pretty skeptical. Like, was it photoshopped? No, it was real. Apparently, it was a video. Even though videos can be edited, oh, it's a little bit deep more fake difficult. and all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I hope it was real. I hope it was real because it got got me thinking to myself. Because he's fired all these like Twitter executives. Mm. He's like saying, "Yep, you're gone," and all that. And, and I thought to myself, "What if he gets Andrew Tate's account back? Mm. Can you just imagine the fucking <laughs> the amount of rage that would go on the internet that day?" Not sure about Facebook, hey. Not sure about Instagram because Elon doesn't have control over that. I think yeah. that belongs to Meta and the Zuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, with YouTube, not quite sure. But I know Andrew Tate's on another platform. A DM- Rumble. Yeah, Rumble. Yeah. yeah. I listen to him a lot. Yeah. It's brilliant stuff. What happened was um, when Andrew Tate got kicked off uh, all the social media platforms, they didn't want to report this because, but when he went to Rumble, stock like exploded yeah. through mm. the roof. Like a, it, was, it was like one of the best performing stocks of this yeah. year. Yeah. But they just don't want to report that stuff, and because they don't want to give Andrew Tate credit, because they don't want to actually 
It's very interesting with Andrew Tate. Um, the reason why he got shut down is because of his polar opposite views on women and how to be a man mm-hmm. and how to grab life by the nuts. Yeah. And I think... These uh, nuts. <laughs> Damn, you got me, got These nuts. I think a big thing is with kids growing up now, man, they're kind of like socially castrating themselves with mm. games. So many games, so many stuff that stays inside, not going outside. Not having the thrill of the hunt, as Callum mentioned, because I've been reading a lot and listening to a lot. Testosterone is improved in spite by competition and mm. grinding, mm. and that's and motivation. Uh, I think lots, lots of young men kind of lose that. I mean, it's not the same as grinding through an MW2 lobby, trying you know get a kill streak or the next prestige or the next golden <laughs> desert eagle, whatever, yeah. which is respectable. But then it comes to a limit where what's next, right? Where are you going to go with your life? And I think all these young guys now, and let's say people of culture like us, we like hearing these polar views because let's be honest, sometimes we do think of it as well. Mm. And it's good seeing someone be so vocal about it. Yeah, well, mm. there was one thing that forever, st- he actually says things in my head, subconsciously I definitely have agreed with, but I've never actually spoke of it. But one time that he actually told me it was true and I was like, oh my God, I yeah. can't believe he actually said that. But it's true when he said, one of the worst things a woman could say to a man is where she that she's been around the world because he immediately <laughs> thinks about the amount of times that she's been fucked. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I've actually subconsciously I've been in a position like that before, but it's not because I like had anything against the girl I was talking about. Why did I? I went to myself. Why did I think like that? And then he said it, and he's like, "Believe it or not, he's actually right." So, he's so right. you're saying, do you travel a lot? No. Okay, <laughs> I was I was going to do the court, like like just reverse it back at you. Yeah. Well, I don't, yeah. but I know, I know what you're trying to so say. So you're saying if you travel a lot, you're pretty much, you know, getting butt blasted. <laughs> like That's what his <laughs> coffee there. <laughs> He's reverse engineered your logic. Right, right. I got against you, bud. But I think it's, uh, do, do you kind of feel this pressure as well? Because since you are, let's say you've kind of well, well established now with the last set podcast, are you kind of afraid of getting cancelled as well? No. Okay. I've never, never been afraid okay. of that sort of stuff. Okay. Um, because if, I put it this way, I am nowhere near popular enough to get cancelled. Mm, if I got yeah. cancelled, I know that'd be pop- more than popular enough, so that's a win on its own. Okay. But then I'll end up going to somewhere like Rumble. Yeah, yeah. yeah if I tell my, I tell everybody this. I do this podcast. I know it's for self. It's a. It sounds like a selfish thing, but I've always did it. Did it for myself. I never did it because I wanted clips or wanted views. Mm, I did it because yeah. I feel like one of the best things I could be as a man is a good interviewer, a good yep. conversationist. Yep. That was the pure reason why I did this. Mm. And that's what keeps me going. Like, I couldn't give a fuck about my views. That's good. I couldn't give, yeah. <laughs> even though, yes, you guys, I, I'm so grateful that you guys come on for this. But I feel like communicating and arguing and having a strong conversation and debate with someone is a skill that's quite hard to come by these days mm. because in this generation if you don't agree with something the most the response to it is insulting them labeling them or canceling them one of the three yeah i was reading a book by jordan peterson uh, i think um something beyond order yes the second book and it was talking about something how the most dangerous weapon a man can possess is his words <laughs> mm. yeah i mean we can train we want look huge or whatever but if we don't know how to communicate we're pretty much close to zero. So communication is key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Which That's is something I'm yeah. trying to be more conscious of in the last yeah, 18, exactly. 24 months and constantly yeah. improving. I'm nowhere near where I want to be and I don't think I'll ever will be. Um, it's yeah. constantly evolving chance to be better and communicate better. Exactly. Um, and it goes to every different individual you in- interact with, um, being able to gauge somebody's personality, mm. their demeanour, um, uh, their mediums of communication as well and interact best with them. So, yeah, I think it is a very yeah. powerful, very, very powerful tool um, that one I've you know, started to pay a bit more attention to. So for me, I find it hard to say no. Okay. I always try to find mm. ways to do it myself. Okay. Or if I ever need, if, if I ever need help, I, I don't like really asking for help because I feel like I am the one that's best equipped to do it. Mm. So that's been a challenge for me, just trying to resource other things because I like to cover all my bases. I like to be a Swiss army knife. But at the end of the day, I can't be the master of everything, right? I have to do one thing good, not you know, do 10 things bad. So trying to ask for help and say no is a big challenge I've been working on for the past six months. Okay. Yeah. How, how do you work on something like that though? Because uh, the thing is, I'm hearing a lot of, yeah. I want to do this, but, and we're trying to do this, but yeah. how do you do it? That's the main thing. 
uh, a bit of a holistic healing. I like to throw my my mat out in the sun, sun my nuts. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a car. I was like, "What I've the hell?" I've seen that as a trend. A lot, that's a reoccurring trend lately. Putting yeah. sun in your balls. I think for now, like for me right now, is just priorities. Writing down on like let's say like a piece of paper, my priorities in my life right now, yeah. and what, where are my shortcomings? Knowing myself. Yeah. So I think I'm so focused on doing things that sometimes I don't really know who I am in a sense. Mm-hmm. So for the past six months, I've been trying to practice stillness. So a bit of med- med- meditation, self-talk and all that stuff. But most of all is just writing things down. Journaling. I think journaling has been a big thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've just to interrupt you there. Yeah. What's your daily caffeine consumption at the moment, Johnny? Because I know you love a pre-workout. Oh my word. Dude, it's <laughs> been an issue, up? man. Is uh, it 350, 500, No, it's more than that. Uh, my pre-workout full dosage is 750 milligrams. And you're going to practice stillness? Huh? <laughs> bro, <that's, laughs> I've actually tapered off, man. You need that caffeine I know you to would, practice you, <laughs> You're like, hey, bro, I got this, I got this stuff from... Um, I got this stuff from over wherever. I don't know where you was yeah. at. You want to try it? I'm like, it comes in a, like a bag. I'm like, I'm good, man. Like, <laughs> sure he wants a cocaine. I'm I gave good. one to Joe, actually. I gave oh, one to Joe. And he no, got butt blasted, shit. man. I yeah, loved it. I was like, I'll, just, I'll stick to my like 175 yeah. milligram uh, and a black coffee. Bro, the, the problem was with that, I can't, uh, you've, you've given me something since then. I cannot get anywhere near replication of it. I because told you, man. It's so fucking good. I think like it says I, more though, so yeah. let me know. Oh, I appreciate. I have, have to get some of you because the stuff that I'm taking last uh, last time, I actually went to Mark. I was like, "Holy shit, I've been actually taking this much of it." But it says don't exceed one scoop. But I got to admit to you, man, caffeine. I mean, I'm having a coffee now, but caffeine's got to be the most abused um, substance ever, and the so, most studied on as well. It's going yeah. around a lot lately. That yeah, it is an abused drug, and it definitely is. Um, I think we all know it as a tool. Like, what was it? Uh, uh, unit 2206 exercise yeah. physiology like the two performance enhancing drugs or like legal PEDs yeah. we looked at yep. caffeine and creatine caffeine and creatine caffeine and creatine, caffeine and creatine. Uh, beta alanine we looked nah, at a little no bit way. we did look at a little, little bit of beta bit of nitrates as well um, yeah. Yeah, yeah we did so <laughs> the been juice. Juice. what the hell man <laughs> <laughs> um, that was caffeine is so so abused mm. and then underutilised mm. it's abused in terms of covering up poor lifestyle mm. habits yep. and it's underutilized in performance benefits. Yeah. Mm. So I think as an athletic population, it's underutilized and as a general population, it's abused because athletes can get so much more out of it. Like I see people that use caffeine at the wrong time yep. in the wrong amount for without titrating doses over weeks or months um, getting over, over. Um, what is it? OD. <laughs> just, uh, just too used to it, um, and they're not getting the same response out of it. Um, and I see people taking not enough to get a dose out of it. I have a black coffee, like half a shot. I'm like, yeah, I'm like three hours before a workout, they're like, yeah, I'm good to go. It's like, yeah, like sort of, but like clinical dose looks at like two fifty upwards milligram. I think it is. Don't yeah. quote me on that. Yeah. Um, but two fifty to three fifty milligrams. Um, but again, you can't sustainably have that. So is it, you know, you're using it as a tool every day or are you using it on specific training days? For example, my first two workouts of the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, my dose is around 175 with a black coffee. My bigger workouts of the week, ones where I'm trying to push a little bit more. So today, Mark, I've had two coffees before this and then I'll have um, uh, basically a 200 milligram dose before we train. So on those bigger workouts... I'm looking to up it on rest days, minimal caffeine at all that I can get away with based off lifestyle. Um, so I think it's abused in some aspects from gen pop society and underutilized or used in the wrong capacity in athletes. Mm, bit like carbs. Mm. Mm. Damn. I didn't think of that because um, what is it? It's great. Like, uh, how long has caffeine actually been around for, though? Would you say? When did it start? Like, who, who like, invented that sort of stuff? Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's part of the Red Sea and the, the big, caffeine. The big bang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been there for a long time. Yeah. Like, yeah. when did that stuff, like, first come around? Like, that's the main thing. And I then, think within the fitness industry, it was when, like, the supplement sort of market started rising. Yeah. That's when, it like, it really started to take off. I think as a society, um, caffeine was really abused by, um, let's say, people in professions like law enforcement, 
in healthcare and all that stuff, it's always a thing. Oh, night shift. Let's grab a coffee. Yeah. Feeling tired. Yeah. Grab a coffee. That's it. So it's it's within our society as well that caffeine helps you to stay awake, stay alert, last yeah. longer. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think now more than ever as a society, we need caffeine. Like exactly. the way society operates, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's changed so much that it's yeah. kind of ne- a necessity to get yeah. through your day considering how everything has shifted. Yeah. Like you have to work one, two, three jobs just to pay the rent, pay the bills yeah. now. Yeah. So not even that, but like it's all the reasons, the, the places where people use caffeine for, like people use it to go out before they party. Or know, right? Like people use yeah. it for study. Where people were actually yeah. like taking yeah. it like it was like water back when we were in university to get through the night and all that. Bro, that's you, mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> speaking from experience there, Joe. <laughs> just, I wake up, dry scoop, uh, my day's good. Right, it's, it's like that scene from The Wolf of Wall Street when Matthew McConaughey is talking to Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio's like interning. It's like, man, it's like, do you jerk off or something like that? <laughs> so I, I take this much of cocaine, I take the edge off, you know, there's high frequency numbers all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's life nowadays. So much input, hey. Mm. So much input yeah. with our uh, little output. Yeah. We haven't adapted to it, though. That's the thing. No. no. Because well, it's why. happened so quickly, right? Since yeah. the last two decades. Mm. Uh, I read a study somewhere about um, the scrotum size and uh, semen volume has drastically reduced over the years. What are you reading? And when are you reading? Dude, I'm getting woke, man. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to jump out of this matrix, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm just really interested in trans. University? No, I'm not. I tried, <laughs> I tried bro. Yeah, because I'm really into like male hormone optimization now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you were saying scrotum size is shrinking. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. And so I think it's because we're mine, so mine definitely grown. has. Bro. <laughs> that's all good, man. That, that's another podcast. <laughs> 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 that's, that's, for, that's for a discussion when I'm not at a table of Illum- Illuminati's. Have you got like a transformation picture? <laughs> that's for episode 200. <laughs> the body reveal. <laughs> Before and after. But yeah, it's just like just the nature of the work, man. It's just like trying to climb the corporate ladder. All yeah. that stuff versus all the manual hard work labor, let's say being a fisherman, working at the quarry, all that stuff back in the days. Male physical labor has kind of been reduced to corporate work, sitting behind the office, mm. being saved by the screen. Yeah, That has reduced the level of motivation, physical aspect, which promotes testosterone as well. Yeah. And also another thing, I, <laughs> I read this fact, it's because women have more access to education now, which has kind of reduced the pool of women wanting to find a partner wanting to settle down. Oh, yeah. that's correct. I'm actually reading a, a reading a book right now called The Gender Paradox, Troubled Boys, Why Troubled Boys Are Succeeding and Disciplined Girls Are Failing. I don't know the full title. It's a long title, yeah. but it was actually written by a woman who's a PhD as well. Yeah. So for context, and she was talking about women, regardless of how successful they are, will drop out, more likely to drop out of their job, regardless of whenever or not family is involved. So the main reason why most women leave their jobs is because of having children mm. and all that. But then they're more likely to drop out regardless of intelligence. Mm. And that was that next thing. The second thing was it, it has this idea that men and women can never be 50%, like 50-50. And I've always said that. I never believe women and men and women could ever be 50-50. And that's a good thing. And then we're about to be cancelled. Yeah, I'm about to be cancelled. <laughs> this is the last. Set. I'm just. Gonna <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm using my own. Like, um, we're going to get to that part of my story. Um, oh, I, I'm just going to keep reading about the, the origins of caffeine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just saying to myself, like, I was thinking, I was having a. Um, it's also not that, but I also believe in the whole con- of gender bias. Like, you go to a hospital, there's more likely to see female nurses than there are male nurses. And you go to a primary school. I'm like, would you let me ask you this? If you had children, would you leave your children in a preschool of just men? Friggin' of course. If there's a son, bro. If I had a son, of course. Really? Yeah. All men? Why not? Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. It was just the whole concept of nurture. You know what I mean? And then you m- yeah. m- people. If I've ne- and we'll, hit, we'll put it, take it one step further. I've never heard of an all male like kindergarten. I think if you if you're a guy and you've chosen that profession, then you have the qualities to nurture. So I believe I would I would put my kids in there, Um, but obviously, like I feel like I'm too nice and forgiving, and I give them the benefit of the doubt. And I I wouldn't think that like oh they're like a child sex predator or something. I'd just be like cool, like you do the job. I'm sure you're good at it. Here's my kids. Mm. I'll pay you for it. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, cool. Let's get to it. What are we talking about? Um, before we jump into the origins of caffeine, I wanted to reverse on something Johnny said about like 
this corporate industry now. Um, mm. I think workplaces are one problem, but it's also, it's a modern problem. We're not going to be able to escape exactly that. Exactly, we can't, um, yeah. yeah. We look at lifestyle instead. Like these corporate guys or these people that aren't active, what are they doing when they finish work? Exactly, yeah. Because there's 24 hours in a day. Mm. Let's say people are sleeping for eight. They've got another eight hours. Yeah. What are they doing for that other eight hours? There's your time for physical challenge. There's your time for mental growth. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Even the fact of, you know, our living arrangements have changed a little bit. Like one of my favourite fucking things to do is mow the lawn. Oh, bro. I love mowing the fucking lawn. Um, but a lot of people don't have that opportunity or they don't create that opportunity for themselves. They don't have a wood fireplace to drop wood for. They don't have uh, a home to take care of for their family because they live in apartments or they live in mm, units, things yeah. like that. Um, so I think we've created this environment indoors um, and we're creating this environment for comfort um, and people looking to change that or, you know, as Johnny would say, redu reduce your scrotal shrinkage. Um, <laughs> all you need to do, I think, is step outside this little comfortable box that we've created for ourselves, yeah. Comfort um, will kill you. And yeah, comfort mm. will kill you. Um, and step outside that and look for challenge, look for mental challenge, look for physical exertion. Um, we were designed to hunt things. We were designed to kill things. Um, it's only been a few hundred, few thousand years since major evolutionary changes. Um, so we're not really that far evolved from our hunter-gatherer ancestors and that's sort of where we still are in terms of needs. Like Maybe that. in another few thousand years, we'll be adapted to this comfortable lifestyle. But at the moment, I don't think we are. We're still in that need for physical exertion, physical challenge. Um, and as we see through a lot of anecdotal experience and especially like within myself too, I am much better off with exertions and challenges in place and physical labour, stuff that really challenges me and gets me out moving, gets me out thinking um, and gets me outdoors. So in regards to those corporate guys, yep, do that job. But then what are you doing afterwards? Are you going for a drink and then catching the bus home and sitting down and gaming? I mean, because I've been there and done that. Or are you sitting down and watching TV and you know smacking, snacking on candy, like shit like that? Or are you going home? I'm not saying go to the gym. Are you going to the pool after and smacking some laps out? Are you putting your lycra on? Are you going for a ride? Are you going kayaking? Go dirt biking for fuck's sake. doesn't have to be super. I mean, dirt biking is actually super physical work. Um, but are you doing something outdoors? Are you doing something physical? Are you doing something challenging? Or are you just succumbing to the comfortable lifestyle? So in regards to that, I think there's definitely ways around it. We've just got to, we've got to look for it. Um, exactly. And we all sort of work with clients or, or yeah. people in some regards. And I think that's the best, best advice I start to give yeah. to people is like, just look outside your daily comfort box as a start, take one step outside and you'll start to grow and improve and your scrotum will stop shrinking. That's right. Versus um, <laughs> incredibly addictive. We'll give you that. Comfort is, yeah. yeah. I've been there and done that. Like I used to game upwards of 20 to 45 hours a week. I know. Oh. Like fucking and heaps when I was studying. I mean, studying was easy, so, you know, yeah. you'd, you'd fuck <laughs> well. I'm here anyway, I might as well go, right? Yeah. Um, it's and ever since sort of not cut, uh, yeah, cutting that out and being more physically active and being more extroverted and going out and being more physical, my life and my personality has only grown. Yeah, okay. Okay, because so... Since we're on that topic, like, um, what would you guys say is, uh, you've got mowing the lawn, you know, as your main thing? Do you guys, like, have that one task you know you can do? You just, like, enjoy the shit out of? No, I know what Johnny's is. Because I, I, similar thing, like, mowing the lawn, but also cooking. Yeah. I know Johnny loves cooking the fuck out of a steak. I love, I love <laughs> really? cooking steak, bro. <laughs> I get these steak Snapchats. You need to send me more of them, man. Always, bro. I should. I had, had one cool. last night, bro. Yeah, you I know I why? One. I'll show you a picture. It makes me feel like I'm on the hunt, bro. That red meat. Mm. Like a liver king, bro. No, I, no, I enjoy well, yeah, violence. You, you, you stay on the hunt. You don't actually yeah, cook I'm on, anything. I was on the hunt. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I actually enjoy violence, to be honest. Oh. Oh, I like that, dude. Yeah, a little Yeah. <laughs> I saw that trying to make room for the burgers or something you are saying. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, this was last night. Oh, that's, yeah. that's good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did. Um, we actually eat the same. 
We oh, do. Wow. Yeah, we do. Well, we came from the vertical diet, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> we're both, we're both that, learning. Is that testicles? No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> was it like freaking like poor salad? Vegetables are bull crap. <laughs> Stop eating vegetables. Like it's got defensive mechanisms. Like, oh, I <laughs> <hate> <laughs> that shit. like we learned the best advice ever in university, and that was consume a balanced diet. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you need. That's all you need. Just consume a balanced diet. Yeah. So in everything in moderation. Uh, mowing the lawn. You got cooking. What about you, Mark? Mine was before I um, tragically sold my 1990 E30. It was just taking care of that. Once a week, washing it, changing the oil, mm-hmm. replacing the fluids, making sure she's uh, in good mick. Sadly, she had to go. Topping up the wiper fluid? Yeah. <laughs> the blinker fluid. <laughs> blinker blinker fluid. fluid. <laughs> My bad. What about the flux capacitor? Do you change that frequently? Uh, <laughs> once a month. Once a month, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to uh, shovel coal in there. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> cool. and is it one of those uh, engines you got to get started with that crank? That steam train. Really yeah, <laughs> that's good for armor. Yeah. yeah, mine's reading. Mm. Yeah, I just me too, fucking like I find myself wanting to read more and more these days. Get off social media more and more. See, that's one of the things I've I've spoken a lot about lately. Um, I honestly believe a lot of today's problems. I'm not saying we're gonna. I've said this. Before, I'm, I'm not saying it's gonna fix it, but if we if we just cut social media out of our lives, or you drastically um, decrease it, like you can you can only you can't be on Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok for more than one hour a day because one hour a day is almost heartless and all that. Then I feel like so many issues we have with like depression, anxiety, suicide, all this shit would go down. down, down like a lot of that stuff would go down. Honestly believe when you ain't on social media, you're not worried about what other people are doing. You're focusing on your own problems and you take a lot more pride in your own shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, not everything. Um, and I don't believe that, you know, we were ever meant, I feel like we're not evolved yet to, to deal with that stuff that's going on. And this is evolving way too fucking fast for us. So that's, that's one of the things I think I'm, We've got eventually human beings. I do believe that one day will be integrated with technology. Like you guys ever seen that play that game Cyberpunk or heard seen that TV show Cyberpunk? Uh, yeah, so it's like a symbiotic relationship, like I Venom, do, Venom I do, right? Kind I of do thing? think mm. that's going to happen at one point. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when, but yeah. But anyway, going back to the old thing is just reading. Um, I feel like when you're just sitting down reading a book, it's such a natural thing as well, and the body actually rewards itself for it like you read a couple pages and you think about it and you think oh that actually feels better and you're actually kind of proud that you did it as well you know definitely um, I, I vibe with that because i used to love reading as a kid um like as a young kid i read the captain underpants book series countless times the cherub series oh, oh that's still going is it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I probably wouldn't read it these days. Um, what was the page? Mad Dogs page 133? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> there was something going on. All right, I'll read it. All right, twist my arm. I'll read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've got a daily checklist of things I have to do, and now is read a book, read a books on there. Because yeah. I set myself a goal for 2022, and it was read 10 books. And about eight weeks ago, um, my dad visited, oh, it wasn't that long ago, it was about four weeks ago, my dad visited and we're in the city and we went to Planet Books mm. in the city and I was in there and I was like, fuck. Great place, eh? I have read two books this year. Yeah. I was like, that's fucking sad. Mm. So now I have, I'm probably not going to make 10, but I'm going to make a big dent before the end of the year and read as much as I can. So it's a daily thing that now, before I go to sleep, if I because I'm busy all through the day at the moment, I read before I go to sleep. Even if it's eating into my sleep time, which isn't a healthy habit to be in, I'm forcing myself to sit down, read for five minutes. Um, and it's only done good for me since. I actually want to own a bookstore one day. That's one thing I've yeah. come to most times with well, myself. I, I love it. It's great. Like yeah. me and the missus went out for a date the other night in the city again. Um, and we just went around the city and I was like, there's Planet Books. Let's go. Let's buy something. Yeah, That's mm-hmm. awesome. What did you get? Uh, something. Something series of... To, to be honest, we both just walked in and saw it like top shelf. It was like this nice hardcover <laughs> black with um, top shelf. Top yeah, shelf. That's right. like the uh, Harry Styles. When, like, when, when I finish explaining the, the joke, me, <laughs> Joe, Joe, you, Joe, you can tell us why everyone's laughing. Um, up, up the top shelf, it was black, black hardcover, um, gold engraving, like um, embossed logo, 
something about the series of Conan. Mm, and I, I was like, that. yeah, and I was like, fucking sold. I mean, I didn't even read any book. I was like, I just want the book. Looks cool. I was like, I don't care what's in it. I've done that before with um, it's like the full encyclopedia of Charles Darwin. Yeah, it's actually oh, my wow. laptop stand at the moment. But one day I'm going to read it. Um, but yeah, so I bought that, and the missus bought some uh, English literature book or something. I can't remember. Nice. Um, but yeah, why were we all laughing at Top Shelf, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> this is this has come out in the podcast before, right? It has many yeah, times. Many times. Many times. I'm glad. Is, I've gone to a point now where I just think to myself, I can't believe I actually fucking did that. I look. It's back. something. Be, I think it's something to be proud of. To be honest, it is because it's something I wanted to do for a while. I was like, I don't know how Joe does it. Like so much confidence. You are an entertainer. You are an artist, and you are creative. So it's something I don't think you should ever go look back on and be like, oh, why did I do that? Oh, that's so cringe. Because those are experiences that you can only learn from and they've made you who you are today. Not like that. I meant, like, I was like, do you believe the idea that you change as a person and all that? Yeah, you know? fuck yeah. We're, we're all the same age. We're 24, mm. 20, like, 20, I'm still 23. 23, 24, 23. 25. 25. 25. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. Oh, man. So, <laughs> Wait, you, yeah. Yeah, no, we're good. I forget. My my <laughs> my, it's my mind already. Yeah. My mind just this year alone has gone from the biggest like mental shift it's ever gone through. Mm. So many things I look back at. Uh, I think of the way uh, and I remember the way I used to think when I was twenty one, when I was doing that stuff. And and yeah, of course. I mean, it was awesome. I loved it. I had a great time. No regrets whatsoever. I mean, there's a couple of things I actually do regret, but. Uh, Mentally, I had to do it then. I couldn't have done it in this state of mind I have now mm-hmm. when I'm at this age that I'm at now because this uh, this person who I feel like I'm becoming is more private, more composed, more um, cautious. The 21-year-old, 18 to 22-year-old me was reckless. He didn't give a fuck. He was, you know... <laughs> Back in the sleep, he just wanted to have fun. He was escaping his problems. He was, he was rocking up to uni lectures in a stringer and yeah, <laughs> two cans asleep. of monster deep at like nine o'clock. Yeah, I actually had to remember I would fall asleep in those fucking lectures. You and did, all that. yeah. And um, we actually had a relaxation tech. Uh, we had a, uh, it was a video, it was a psychology um, psychology lecture. And we had a realization talk about realization, and then he's like, "Oh, we're going to do a relaxation technique." He turned the lights off, and I was like, "Oh no!" And immediately my brain just shut off. He's like, "I want everyone to close your eyes." <laughs> two minutes late, it's like, is someone snoring? <laughs> it was like, they just let me sleep there for a good 10 minutes and then I actually woke up and they were leaving the lecture. I was like, oh shit, fuck, what the happened? But um, to close up on that point, uh, it was it was a good thing for when I was that young. But if someone asked me to do it right now, given the circumstances I'm in, I would be like, absolutely not. And it's something that I'm so glad um, I've put away because... As fun as it was getting up on stage, you know, going to hen's parties, talking to women, being a center of attention, it's great. But there's one thing I've learned from being in the industry is that absolute freedom on its own means nothing. You get satisfaction from staining things for a while and growth and, and happiness comes from growth. You get to a point in the stripping industry where you feel like you cannot go any further unless this is something you can actually want to pursue. And to do that, you have to go outside of Perth to somewhere like Vegas, which you can do, or you have to go jump on the Magic Mike actual fucking show itself that tours around Australia. Mm. But you get to a point where in Perth where you realise, I can't get out of this. It can't go any further. It's the same thing every fucking weekend. It's the same routine every fucking weekend. And... You know, and eventually you've realised you've outgrown it, and then there's no. And when you when you feel like you're not growing, that's when you want to change something new mm-hmm. and all that. And then, what was that? <laughs> so just that's that's just to clear up on it. I mean, it was awesome, but yeah, I'm glad it's, I'm glad it ended. Do you think people do get stuck in there for longer than you did? Because oh, yeah. how long do you think you were in that space, okay. in the stripping space, going? I've outgrown this before you took a leap outside of it. How long do you think you were? And then how long do you think people do get stuck in that space? Okay. So the average lifespan of a stripper is three years. Okay. First year, you, it's like everybody's fat. You're a baby. Oh my God. People give me this attention. I love it. Second year, you understand all the problems that come with it. And the third year is when you realize, um, oh fuck, I've pretty much gone as far as I can. But the reason why I did the four years was because of COVID. I was, re- I had this thing, I uh, self-confessed, like, 
Um, you guys remember back when I was in uni, we were in the final semester. I was getting into a job as a PT. I had a girlfriend. Um, I was saying to myself, okay, this is going to be my last year. I'm going to do this. And then COVID hit and it was like eight months. So there was like seven, six, I think seven or eight months. We didn't have any shows for pretty much the entire year. And then when I hit my final year, it was just like, I need to get out of this. I feel like I'm getting stuck in this. Um, and one of the also other reasons is because there are people who have been doing it for years and years and years and years. And then I'm like, why are you still going? And they all say the same thing to me. I've got nothing to go to outside of here. These people, they get trapped into it. And it's mainly the girls as well because they, they, they realize I will never get this much attention again. I will never feel like I would ever be something like this ever again. And that's why they get, that's why they get drawn back to it. So in my head, I had to say to myself, when I told myself it was going to be my last year, I'm going to dedicate myself to things that I know bring me happiness that are going to be waiting for me. And then what happened was all these things were building, like the podcast was, was going well when I was with Jack. Uh, I had a really solid relationship with my girlfriend, Effie. My PT was doing really well. And then it got to, okay, let's just make it to my birthday. And then it went to, from, sorry, not from a year to make it to my birthday. And then it went to, I want to fucking leave next week. I'm done with this. And then that's when I, and that's, I hope that answers your question really, you know? Yeah, okay. So yeah. it was over a few months period, three months maybe? Yeah, I would say that long. Yep. Yeah. Um, and also the other thing was just uh, like I told myself as well, once once I'm out, that's it. I don't want to be that. It's like a train. Once you get off the train, that train's gone. That train's going to go forever. Mm. You know, once you drop the ego. There's more passengers for it. Don't jump back on. Yeah, they're all <laughs> fucking hell. Everybody you know these days knows a stripper or is a stripper well, or whatever. Mark's looking pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Mark. Yeah. Fuck. We're not going to get up on stage, dog. You know? uh, no, no, no. It's, I think the I had the same thought process as you for with music for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, very, it's a very similar thing. Like a lot of people will get trapped inside of it and they have nothing to fall back to. And I feel like that, like I was one of the lucky ones where... Like, unless you're a child prodigy or you you live somewhere where music is the, the hub or where it's popular and there's resources to go to music, Perth isn't the place for that. And it's it's like a one in a million chance that you're going to be able to make it starting in Perth. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> like, eventually people just fall off the, the performance route and they go, like, teach and stuff, but... It's not really fulfilled. It's like they're never in inside cycle, teach, right? right? Hey, if you can't do teach, right? Yeah, yeah it's that. I think we talked about it a couple of podcasts ago. It's just that that endless cycle. Um, and I was, I feel like I was lucky that I have some, I had something else I was interested in, mm. which was fitness and bodybuilding. And like this last year, it's just been like the most transformative year of my life. I feel like, like going into uni out of high school, it just felt like high school two point for music at least because it's such a bubble inside of music you like it feels like hogwarts kind of yeah, thing right. hogwarts school of fucking music <laughs> um and it's got a ring to it but it's, it's i just want to watch harry potter i mean it's been brewing in my mind for a few weeks so. <laughs> it's sad but true i feel like you get so stuck into this cult this culture slash cult where it's like this high arts um, patrician like we are better than everyone else kind of thing and you never really get any actual life experience mm-hmm. and I, I actually feel like after I finish with music is when I kind of finished high school that's when like my adult life started at fucking 22 mm-hmm. just this last year I actually felt like oh like I can finally start doing or being an adult mm. and it's yeah it, it's just like an extension of high school. I feel like we're all on the same level. I feel like somewhere. uni was like that for me too. Like yeah. the whole time I was in uni, like I was gaming a lot. Like didn't, it took me to drop out of doing my honours to then picking up work to being like, oh, I don't have fucking time or anything to do this shit. Like I got shit to do like fucking mm. mow the lawns and crap. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, change the, change it the, took uh, me literally forward. to get out of uni for me to grow up and become an mm. adult. Like even though I did a gap year and that was almost like a period of, you know, growing up being an adult, went back to studying and it's almost like a fucking 
revert back to high school mentality where you're just lazy as fuck. You know, you work the bare minimum. I know that's what I was doing anyway. You definitely yeah. enjoy. Um, <laughs> well, it's like yeah, going no, back to the comfort zone, right? Yeah, it was going back to a comfort zone. Um, and I think it's probably the same for a lot of people. Like, that's why a lot of people <laughs> stay at home when they study. I mean, there's financial reasons too, but it's like, fuck, get outside your comfort zone. Yeah. I think that that should be, you know, semester one, everybody at uni, like, hey, this is how you treat people. This is how you study. Figure out how you study. This is how you eat well. This is how you exercise. And this right. is how you get outside your comfort zone. That should be like, I mean, at university, we had a bunch of compulsory online units that we had to do. I think one of them was like English. One of them was indigenous studies, indigenous mm, studies, yeah. like research habits and like copyright. Where's the one on personality mm. growth over the next three years while you're in uni? Where's the unit on taking care of yourself? I think that probably needs to be been like almost like a reality check. Like, hey, you're doing mu- you're not doing music. Do you, do you need to be doing music? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like re- reality check unit. We didn't do that, but we, there was parts of that in certain units that we did. I mean, yeah, we, we did sports science. So there's yeah, lots well, of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's lots of taking care of your stuff. For health. Yeah, that was, I mean that's the point. I mean, if you can't take care of yourself, how can you expect to be taking care of others? In any capacity, in yeah. any workplace. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, cool. Sorry, I just saw the time. Do you guys need to? Do we need to wrap this up because you guys need to get out of here? Or we got? Yeah. Can, a can cu- couple minutes. Couple minutes. Yeah. Minutes. Like cool. five minutes. Now. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yep. Oh, cool. So Let since we're jam, at it, jam a session. <laughs> that's all good. Since we're at it, guys, um, we just want to make this announcement as well. Uh, since we're here, we make this announcement to everybody listening, guys, because this is the 150th episode. I've said to myself, okay, it's time to get legit. It's time to make sure we can get just turn this podcast into something as big as possible so if you are listening this podcast is now publicly can be publicly funded through patreon Mm. so it's official um i believe it's time it's not a satellite fucking thing it's because i want to do more episodes i want to give more to the fans hopefully the fans will want to see more episodes and hear more episodes as well so if you're listening the patreon link will be in the subscription and sorry in the description and of course gentlemen um thank you this is it, we you know. This is a big step. Uh, I'm Congratulations glad. to you for taking yeah, those congrats, man. Yeah. Um, big decision to make, especially for like something that's your own project um, and that's something almost like a side hustle, a small endeavour for you. Um, it's a big step for you to take. So well done. Well done making that, that, that leap outside your comfort zone. Yeah. Well done. So, <laughs> all right, boys. Now, before I let you guys go, um, just give, give yourselves a quick shout out. Where can the audience find you? You know the drill starting with Cal. Um, at Coach Callum Tough on Instagram. Uh, you can find me at Mark Y Warrener. That's M A R K Y W A R R E N E R. You can find me at, at Johnny underscore Richie's underscore gym, or just hop by, come into Richie's gym. You'll probably find me by the bench press. Measure your testicles. <laughs> Yeah, get <laughs> exactly. Your, get, your, get your balls measured and coming from a nice palpation, you know, and, what I mean? and get a bag of <laughs> non-Australian approved pre-workout. I am that guy. I am him. <laughs> <laughs> at, 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 at what point do you think, like, oh fuck, like gear's probably safer? <laughs> oh, maybe next year. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I promise I'm here. It's always it's going to go up. And uh, to every this last thing I want to say to every guest that's ever come on this podcast, to every listener that's ever listened, no matter how many you've listened to, or every new listener, I just want to say a big thank you. And uh, yeah, here's, here's the next step. Anyway, cheers. All right, uh, that is game. <laughs>